Scott, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything goofing all the time, saving money. money, money, money. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'm beginning to feel like I am the roof god, roof god, roof god. I'm beginning to feel like I am the roof god, roof god, roof god. Hey, you just yeah. want to die. Single Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is December 16th, 2021, fourth episode of theroofgod.net, and I am your host, Brian Dixon, aka Dick Dan Dickey. And today we have a special guest, regional sales manager for the commercial division of SRS Distribution, Mr. Randy Tenney. Sweet. Just tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you're the regional sales manager for SRS, but um, that's about all I know. So what's kind of your background? Uh, you know, I, I started in the roofing industry about 20 years ago um, okay. and started with a competitor. I came from uh, from, the, from the fastener industry. I was there in that industry for about eight years and got into roofing distribution by mistake. And um, was told by a boss to uh, that I should go to work and learn the commercial roofing, but I'd always have a job. And I thought he was nuts, but it's been one of the best things I ever did, you know, for myself yeah. and for my career. Right. Well, yeah, and it's it's constantly changing. You know, products are changing, and and it's an industry. It's a side of our industry that uh, for for a hundred years didn't change much. I mean, you know, for for the longest time. Most commercial roofing specifications were, were either pitch or, or three plies, um, blood coat and gravel, and uh, and then modified bitumen came into came into prominence, and then then TPOs and PVCs came into prominence, and they had their issues originally, you know, when they first came out with plasticizers and all those kinds of things, but those have since been worked out, and now they're more and more popular. Now we get into low RS foams and and all sorts of quick you know, adhesives and uh, coatings and EPSs and XPSs and cover boards. And so everything is is changing with technology. And um, and I think it's one of those wonderful parts of our industry that just continues to grow. And, and if you if you're open to learning it, you know, you, you can you can work a long time. Has that been fun for you? Like the challenge of not only the influence of technology, but also how, you know, maybe the different ways you can put these applications on or use them. Has that been, the challenge has been fun. I know for some people, the technology curve, they hate it, you know. It's been tremendously fun for me. I mean, for me, I'm a, um, I'm a puzzle solver kind of person. If right. that makes any sense, you know, for me, the fun is um, how how can we do this? And what's the most efficient way to do it? Well, what's you know what what's specified? Well, is there a better way? And and mm-hmm. you know because we we look at these buildings and structures that we're we're roofing all over the country, and um, they have specific uses that they're that they're designed for, and those specific uses and and systems allow us to do roof those buildings several different ways. So for me, it's like 
it's the funnest part of like looking at a puzzle, trying to figure it out, and then realizing you're not stuck with one piece. There's not just one piece that fits in that slot. There, there are several pieces, and you can arrange them in different ways to get get the desired outcome. You just have to think a little. Right, and that's kind of what you've had to do with how 2021 has been crazy with getting materials and maybe instead of an in, insulation poly ISO, you use like an EPS, and that's kind of probably what you've tried to bring to your customers, you know, is, hey, you know, there's kind of a, some different ways you can get your same warranty, but you don't have to wait for this, you know, poly ISO. Exactly. It's it's uh, how to build the same sandwich seven different ways. Yep, yep. And what, with, you know, kind of piggybacking that, like, you know, we're coming to end here for 2021. What's, um, what's for 2022? What can some of these contractors, are they kind of looking for a lot of increases again each month? Is it going to be, you know, 12-month lead times? Is it it, what are we looking at kind of for uh, what you've heard, I guess, for the next year? Most manufacturers have, have already, you know, announced increases for, for next year. Most of those single-ply manufacturers and are, are looking at increases happening every quarter. I think mm-hmm. if, if they haven't announced that, that's something that contractors should be aware of. That's something that they should prepare for is, is those increases are coming. Faster increases are coming, and they're, they're going to happen. Low-rise foam increases are going to happen probably quarterly. Um, adhesives, bonding adhesives, those types of things are going to happen probably quarterly. Um, I, I would just expect any – I would expect an increase of 10 to 15% every quarter. For the next through 2022, and that's just—that's what I'm telling guys. Right, and and what about are any of those? Do all those have kind of the same lead times, or they all have kind of different lead times? I think everybody's got it. You know, everybody's lead times are similar but different to some degree. I think if you wanted to to group, um, you know, the industry as a whole, I think you could say pretty handily you're looking at. Any you know, approximately fifty-two to fifty-six weeks for for ISO. I think you're looking at for most manufacturers, kind of an average. You're looking at six six to eight months for lead time on membrane. If you place that today, um, I think fa- fasteners are, are an absolutely indefinite. We have I could place an order for fasteners today and have no idea when it's going to come in. Um, so I think we're looking at a lot of low-rise foams and a lot of those type of bonding fully adhered systems where we would have maybe normally done more mechanically attached for some of the some of the work jobs that we do. But right. I think low rise foam is is out, you know, for quite a little bit little bit as well. So I think we just have to be fluid as contractors. I think contractors just have to be fluid with their lead times and understand that as dis as distributors, you know, especially us here at SRS, I think we're poised as anybody to, to take advantage of 2022, but um, as distributors, we're doing the best we can to try to help as as many of our contractors as we possibly can. Um, just bear with us, and and we'll you know we'll do the best we can to try to get you as much material as we can as quickly as we can. But we're at the mercy of those manufacturers and and how they turn loose of it and what they have right. available to turn loose of. Yeah, what what is um I've also heard kind of through the grapevine. 
I think it was up in more of the northeastern part of the United States, like allocations, like certain manufacturers basically telling you you're only going to be able to order this much. Is that is that even have you heard anything about that or what is that? No, yeah, absolutely. There are several manufacturers that have used the dreaded A word allocation, uh, and they are, you know, effectively under under allocation at this time for 2022. That's going to limit how much material that you can purchase from them for the next year. Um, several manufacturers are not planning to use the word allocation, um, but possibly more of an order management style system to to try to dictate or, or make some sense of what you've got on order. Because let's be honest, if, if um, most of these manufacturers have triple their volume that they've had, for the last couple of years, where does that where does that come from? Is it real volume? Is it imposed volume? Is it is it you know fake volume where where the same distributor or the same contractor has placed the same order with three different manufacturers? And I think that's right. what these manufacturers are trying to figure out is how much demand that we do we have that's real, and and how can we manage that real demand? And, and so that we make the fake demand go away and we get a better picture of what we're really looking at. So it, it, I think we all are going to have to be patient and 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 not get upset and not jump up and right. down like crazy. I was about to say, I could and, see my contractor friends freaking out right now, like, how are you going to tell me how much money I can make? And, you know, you got to understand, like you said, they're trying to think of the best solution for them to not lose money and not be making all this fake product that now they have to figure out what to do with it because it's, like you said, contractors, when all this has been going crazy, they've been just ordering from everybody to see who can get it to them the fastest. So, Absolutely. And I, and I, nobody wants to dictate to the contractor how you can only do so many squares this year. Right. And nobody, right. same way we don't want to dictate to a, to a territory manager or salesperson, you can only earn so much money in commission this year. I think that right. the trick for salespeople and the trick for contractors today in distribution and, and in in contracting is to to be fluid and let look at some other products look at you know just because you don't have iso to sell just because you don't have tpo to sell the pvc is is a little bit more available than than tpo is right now um coatings acrylics especially are available right now um silicone is 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 having some difficulty of its own but acrylic coatings are available you know, if you're if I'm a roofing contractor today, maybe I can't roof that building today, but I can coat it. I can coat right. it today, and I can come back and roof it in a year, two years, five years, whenever you're ready for for that to happen. Whenever this mess has settled down, but uh, I think the trick is is to just find something to sell, and there are all sorts of systems. Go back to modified bitumen systems. You know, yeah, or I mean, EPDM got, or something. Or... Yeah, well, EPDM is just as difficult to get as anything is okay. right now. It's single okay. ply membrane, but I'll tell you what isn't difficult: modifieds, peel and stick modifieds, any asphaltic based system. Those those systems are available. Those that material is available, and it's ready to roof. And is that so, on a cold and hot process? Like you could do depending on, on the deck or whatever. Absolutely. So right. so those systems are available. Just because we can't 
fulfill an order for single ply membrane. And and believe me, everybody's we I love TPO. Everybody's got used to TPO. It's it's great. It's, that's paid the bills, right. you know, here for a long for for quite a few years. But you know, I go back 20 years and and I sold pitch systems and I sold hot mop systems and cold applied systems and self adhered asphaltic systems. There are all sorts of ways to roof these buildings if you can't wait a year and a half or a year. <laughs> Hey, would you uh, would you ever thought that hey, commercial roofing materials would do what fashion does? They always say fashion like the '70s comes back, the '80s comes back. Now it's like you're actually like using these old systems that you thought were maybe only going to be used on maintaining the old roof systems, but now people might use them as alternatives for their new projects because you know they you know they want to get it done. Right, and they're extremely viable systems. I've been saying this for the last year, but there are a handful of guys that have um, that. There are a handful of guys that have some old kettles laying around. Uh, I bet you they're happy they did not throw them away. Right, right. So wow, I mean, if, you're, if you if you could if you've got a kettle sitting in your back in the back of your building, and and you can get that thing out and get it up and running and be ready to run some hot asphalt systems and. You know, we can have they, in, in a few days. Are they more expensive? Like, is that material, like, it, it, would you all be able to go to your customer and be like, hey, I'm not, a, you know, I'm putting this old system on. I know you might not understand it or you think it's outdated, but I'm going to save you money. It's got this amount of, of years of warranty. Is it? Is it like, you know, is it as expensive as TPO, cheaper, you know? I mean, when you're looking at by the square foot, it's traditionally going to be a more expensive system. So it doesn't. It's not going to fit every project that you know has has an extremely tight budget. I mean, you you've got you know asphalt or you know hot asphalt, or you've got cold process adhesive, and most of those systems are at least you know two or three ply systems with a base sheet, a mid ply, and a cap, or a base sheet and a cap. Those kind of things. They're going to be at least as expensive and more expensive than single ply. However. The the where where these systems can work right now are new construction where you've got a deadline or your general contractor has a deadline he has to turn over that building by this date and you can't get material well that that general contact contractor might be more than willing to to give you a change order to cover the cost of getting a modified system put in place so I think. It's just one of those things. It's a system, that, and they're, they're older, and they're but they're great. They work for 150, 200, 300 years. Um, you know, these systems have been hot asphalts. We've been using them forever, and right. and they work tremendously. So they're not perfect for every application. Just like single ply isn't perfect for every application, but in, in the in the climate we're in, they are they are readily available. Right. Has some of your customers gone that route? Like, because I always wonder on new construction, how are they, how are they able to like gauge and make a, a kind of a gist of a schedule when it's I, I just it's so crazy when everything the lead times are so crazy on everything and you're trying to build right now, you know, a fifty thousand square foot warehouse or something. I don't understand how you how they're able to do that. And, and, and you know, like how are some of your customers that maybe do new construction are they is it just they're timing everything out like 12 months in advance like they have basically 2022 and 2023 booked because they've been ordering it all this year 
or are they just doing it, changing up and using systems like you're saying that are more available? I don't think any of us, any of those guys that do new construction, were none of none of us, including them, were able to to catch the curve. You know, we, when I think when everything was at six weeks, eight weeks, I think we were all good and and we were all handling the curve. When everything jumped from six to eight weeks to six to eight months in June and July of this year, I don't think any of us could have seen that fully down the road. So from the new construction kind of thing, most of these guys, they aren't doing a great job of, of scheduling it because right. nobody knows when they're going to get material. And it doesn't just stop stop with us. I mean, it doesn't just stop with us at all. It's it's um, all trade. Or, right, yeah, right. It's, it's, it's steel framing. It's uh, plumbing fixtures. It's roof decking. It's, you know, it's all sorts of things. I mean, I, I talk to people all around with lots of sister industries, and, and they have the same issues that we have. They can't get these products or that product. So I think it's just – I think we're all just doing the best we can. Right. And uh, trying to make do with what we can find. Yeah, you got to be flexible. It sounds like – it's like the whole industry as a whole has kind of had to adapt to, you know, everything being not only raw materials to make it, shortage, I guess, even – Sounds like this past year, a lot of freight problems with actually getting the materials where they need to go. So um, it's, it was kind of a snowball effect. And I hope, I, I don't know how many years it's going to take, but you kind of just got to take it uh, months and days at a time and kind of a plan accordingly. And like you said, for contractors, they need to have clauses and things when they're bidding stuff explaining, hey, this might be the price right now, but it's subject to change depending on when you want to order. Are you giving a PO or whatever? Right. I think everybody needs to be aware that, that, you know, the best thing we can tell you is this is this is our number today. Um, you know, we, we've we got an idea where it might go in six, eight months, nine months, 12 months, but none of us are sure. And everything's priced at time of shipment. So, you know, what I would say as a con for contractors is, is bid projects the way you've been bidding projects with the best numbers you can get. And and make sure you've got escalation clauses in there to, to cover cover yourself down the road. Right, right. And I know SRS um, has different branches in the state of Georgia. You're out of the Alpharetta branch, correct? I'm sorry, what now? For I know SRS, they have, well, SRS or commercial distribution, they have um, different locations in the state of Georgia. You're out of the Alpharetta uh, branch or SRS, right? Correct. I, I physically work out of the Alpharetta branch, but um, I'm, a, I'm here to assist, you know, locations in Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina as well. Right, because you're on a regional level. And actually, yeah. for the uh, listeners, Randy's the one who um, got me into SRS, so kudos to that. He's been a phenomenal person to kind of mentor and learn about for me and you know my uh, journey in the commercial roofing industry so uh, coming from the contractor side now over here at the times that they are it's been kind of a uh, good challenge for me as a salesman so i appreciate randy and srs and kind of how you guys have kind of helped me and given me you know confidence in other avenues you, you kind of got to be creative right now as a salesman um 
you know, you're not, you're not just saying, Hey, we're selling you service. It's way more than that. When everyone is in the same situation, you kind of got to bring, I try and bring some consulting to the table with my knowledge to help out some of these newer companies. And that seems to kind of bring value and then they stay loyal to you and they're not that concerned about the price. So we're not, we're not out here saying SRS is the cheapest, you know, distributor. And that's not what we, we don't praise ourselves on being cheap because our product and stuff is not cheap and our service isn't cheap. So as long as we're bringing value to you and making sure you're making more money by giving you, um, you know, knowledge and other avenues that you can use for marketing, that's, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing for, you know, I think that's for everybody as, as distributed as distribution changes and we move away from, you know, lots of the value added things that we've done for years. And I think it's important now more than ever that, that we're consultative, that we become consultants. And that's, that's the way I've always kind of taken, taken to the market. It's the way I was trained was to be, be a consultant, right? Be a consultant to your contractor, help them understand where, where you can help them and, Sometimes it's nice to have that outside of the box um, mentality to be able to say, well, yeah, that's absolutely you can roof that that way. Absolutely you can build that that way. But have you, have you thought about doing it like this? If it were me, I would look at this as, as an alternative and an option, and especially as materials have become so tight and difficult to find. Um, I think now more than ever, we as distributors have to be consultants. We have yep. to we have to bring some knowledge to, to the to the game. We have to to be there for our contractors, and they have to trust what we tell them. And I think yeah. that's that that's the biggest thing right now is I can tell you whatever you want to hear, but it's not what you need to hear. And and I think right now as salespeople as distributors, we need to be open and honest with our contractor base to say here's what we know, here's what we see. Here's what we can get. Here's how, what we can do, and and not try to give anybody any false hope because that's it's not it's not helping anybody. When right. We do that. I know one of my customers has dealt with that kind of frustration where so and so told them, well they can get this and this time and y'all are telling me this time and you know I'm trying to convey to him like man I don't I'm telling you whatever he told you he's. He's not going. He's wanting to get you locked in, but he's going to be telling you when he gets closer to that date that oh, they pushed you back on me, or you know, I'm I'm trying to be you know transparent. I know I talked to some of my contractor friends, and I'm like, how are you even doing this? How are you even like getting contracts right now? And he's like, well, it, we're just trying to get signatures. We're just trying to get them locked in, and then basically they're they understand up front that this system that we've agreed on that you want you know, it's, it's not like six weeks where I can tell you, Hey, I, you're going to get this roof put on now. Whenever I get the, you know, whenever I know the materials coming in, then I can tell you, Hey, Mr. Customer, this is when the materials are coming in. When do you want us to put it on this next week or blah, 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 blah. And some of that probably can even change for some of these contractors, like some of these owners and uh, property management, I bet they've kind of had to be a little bit more patient and understand that, Hey, some of this, sometimes you're going to get, what if you get your TPO first and your insulation, after that or something, how you stage it, where you store it, where are you putting it? And um, it's wild. I know sometimes they want us to store it or they want us to put it somewhere and we can sometimes, but not all the time. And I know for the contractors, that's been tough. Like 
Uh, they just want to get the material, but then it's like the logistics of, well, where do we put it? Can we put it on the building and wait for our, our sub to come and install it because he's up in Kentucky doing a roof? And, uh, you know, right, that for a contractor right now, that's got to be that's got to be kind of – got to be thinking outside the box for that. Exactly. And I think we've had, you know, so a bunch of contractors all across the southeast who, you know, left us because somebody said they could do something – for an order and um, have come back for the same order to say, please, can you help me? I, this did not happen the way I was told, and and that's a, that's unfortunate. It really is, right? Because it's you know we we have a hard enough time in the roofing industry as a whole, um, making ourselves look trustworthy at the end of the day. So it, it's it makes it even harder when when uh, when we're not as as uh, on the distribution side. So that's why I think. It's important for us and what I tell our people and, and all the contractors that I deal with and speak to across the Southeast is here's here's what we're going to do for you. We're going to say what we mean. We're going to do what we say, and, and, and that's the best I can give you is I can promise you that I'm not going to tell you anything that, you know, that I just want, think you want to hear. I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to hear so you can make an informed decision. Right. And I know they appreciate that, and we're trying to – filter through the kind of the, the BS and what what really is going on. And, um, you know, I won't I won't take any more of your time, but, Randy, I really appreciate, um, you know, your time and just kind of uh, informing what we have to look forward to in the future with some of this commercial material for roofing. And, uh, you know, have a great uh, Christmas holiday. I hope your family's safe and in good health through the holidays. And, like I said, I really appreciate your mentoring and things you've done for me um, so far with my time at SRS, which has been awesome. It's uh, this company is definitely uh, it's setting some high standards for these other not only you know distribution and roofing companies, but just in general companies. Just uh, the camaraderie, the uh, just the the culture. That's all. The culture is the key word. It's a great culture here, and I, I'm really uh, blessed to uh, be a part of it. Well, we're glad to have you, and uh, thanks for for taking your some time out of your day to to give me a call and or to to talk to me about this stuff. So, if there's anything I can do for you guys, anybody, let me know. Awesome, Randy Tenney. Thank you so much with SRS Distribution. Have a great day and a good evening and a great Christmas. You too. Thanks, sir. Thanks. Please go subscribe to theroofguide.net. Click the links. Add comments. If you need to, reach out to Randy Tenney. He's on LinkedIn. Let's get it.